Welcome to Know Your Place Bradford. I started this podcast as a way of promoting Bradford, its places, people and history. It's all about knowing your place and what better way to do it than on a tour of the city. So I thought you might like to follow the BD bus tours organised by the Brickbox Ladies as part of Bradford Council's consultation for its 2040 vision of the city. Instead of just filling out a form, their idea was to take people to different parts of the city and talk about the good things going on across the district and from there chat about people's views of Bradford and what they would like to see for the future of the city. This episode is another of my trial runs. The sound quality might not be great, but you'll get a flavour of the people we talked to, the places we visited and people's enthusiasm to discover more about Bradford. You won't hear much from me, but you will hear from local experts talking about the great work going on in their communities and some of the places that they love. I took Monday's tour to BD3 and Leeds Road and Thursday's to BD13 and Thornton. The first stop is My Chai Cafe for a cuppa on Leeds Road, where Anaya Share of Bradford for Better talked to us about her Bradford, growing up around Leeds Road, playing in the streets as a child and helping the nuns. Anaya is the founder of Bradford for Better, with groups springing up across the city, organising community cleanups, protests about dangerous driving and working together to make the city a better place. Okay, now I'll have one of those. Small one. Uh, saffron for these one, please. Kitchen sounds quite luxurious. Does, yeah. Well, I don't know how expensive saffron is. Yes, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Typical Yorkshire. First of all, I'd like to thank Rosie and her colleagues for giving me this wonderful opportunity to talk about Bradford. My question is, what does Bradford mean to you? I was born and raised in Bradford. My father migrated here in 1960, so I was born on Leeds Road. And I'm just talking myself and Mike about the Sunday school. I used to go to help the nun, the nunnery around on Leeds Road. You know the church? Have you seen the church? St. Peter's. St. Peter's. Yes, yeah, St. Peter's. Yeah. And as a young Asian girl, that was kind of unheard of. My parents didn't really know, but because, like I said, I was an adventurous person, so whatever. My, my parents instructed me not to do what I used to do. <laughs> so, uh, and it was just fantastic growing up on Leeds Road. There was no concern about, I mean, we used to play on the streets till late at night. We, we weren't confined to the home. We used to love exploring. As I was growing up, I mean, as now, things have changed dr- dramatically. You don't see many children playing on the streets. You don't see many children playing on middens. Do you remember middens? Uh, it was wonderful, wasn't it? When I was young, people were very house proud, people were very street proud. My father used to always, um, he was very house proud to work six days a week. He used to work at the textile mills, Whitehead Mill. Have you heard of Whitehead Mill? Uh, week. And on a Sunday, he used to make us brush the street from the top of the street to the bottom. And we used to think, God, why is our dad so cruel? You know, we want to play. And he says, oh, you, you'll appreciate this when you're older. Uh, and do, get, do you still do that? Yes, I do. Now, I'll tell you exactly what I do now. Bring out brushes. Yeah, absolutely. So we used to do it the proper way. We didn't have litter picks. We used to get down on our knees and we used to scrub and wash the streets. And we used to feel proud. I'm so glad that my father instilled these wonderful values within us. It's who I am today. Like I said, Bradford means, Bradford, I love Bradford. Uh, Bradford is where I was born. Bradford is where 
I spent all my life, the Bradford is where my daughter is born, my grandchildren are born, and it's sad to see some of the places have been neglected. Um, and recently, because of what's happening in Bradford, the drug dealing, the littered streets, I wanted to give something back to Bradford. So I, did, I started this group called Bradford for Better. It was, it just, it was just an idea. I, I thought what I should do is I probably uh, spend a few hours uh, a week volunteering, doing, giving something to Bradford. And I thought what, the best thing I could do is do something in memory of my father. My father passed away two years ago. And it was quite a difficult time because I've lost both my parents. And I thought if I could do something valuable, uh, do something for Bradford and also do something for my, in memory of my father. So I started up a WhatsApp group and I, and I started asking questions to local residents. And I said, how do you feel about Bradford and how do you feel about what's happening in Bradford? The drug dealing, the dangerous driving, the littered streets. And I was surprised from having a group of 14 on my WhatsApp group, it grew. Within a couple of weeks, within the third week, we had 103 people coming on to this WhatsApp group and saying that, yeah, fantastic, we're so glad that someone's actually speaking out about what's happening in Bradford. I didn't expect it to become such a big group. We did our first campaign uh, on Great Horton Road. There was only five of us. Uh, and again, as an Asian woman, you don't see many Asian women stood outside on a main busy road holding a, 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 a placard saying, Dob a dangerous driver. Um, that's what we did. Uh, then we moved on to Leeds Road. I received some threats from some people, from our, unfortunately, from our my community. So I decided I'm not going to give in to these uh, bullies. And uh, just to keep myself safe, I went out. I, I, I campaigned. So I campaigned under. Do you know one of those ladies with the niqab? I put a niqab on and I stood there with my banner. And we had uh, we had about 23 people. So um, now we have up to we have up to 1,600 people on our WhatsApp group. We've got nine WhatsApp groups across Bradford, and what people are doing is that uh, residents are reporting anything that they feel upset about, whether it's about fly tipping, drug dealing, dangerous driving, people parking on our wonderful, beautiful uh, grass lawns that they're destroying. So things are changing. We've seen a massive change. People have developed the confidence to approach the police. We had a police meeting last last night. I think we had up to about 55 people attending on a Sunday evening. Uh, we're doing lots of street cleans. We've done. Um, uh, we've had up to about um, 800 people joining our street clean. Children, There's elderly lots of people. Skills getting involved. Yeah, lots of schools getting involved. We've been to. We do them across Bradford, so we do a big cleanups. So we get every area to get involved. Uh, we've had loads of uh, schools getting involved and uh, we've even had mosques involved. We work on a non-funded basis. We work purely on a voluntary basis. That everything is through donation. People donate to us like litter picks or visibility jackets or... Um, but we've refused uh, money. We, we want to do something free for Bradford and want everyone to start developing that love for Bradford. Um, and that's what we need to instill within some of the residents. I think, I, I do believe and I do, I'm quite hopeful and I'm, I'm optimistic, Bradford is moving to in becoming great again. What did you think of the tour today around B3? Very good. Yeah. Except I, I moved, moved back here after 50 years. Ah, right. So come back to live here now. Okay. So you, you're getting to know the city again? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah there were 15 people, didn't anybody, and suddenly you're all talking, all yeah, the yeah. legs and... 
Yeah, yeah I'd love to see more of these tours because I lived away from Bradford as well for about eight years and I've just come back. Yeah. And it's like Anna was saying, wasn't it? It's, it's so nice to see somebody doing something yeah. for their yes. community oh, and getting yeah, I mean, people yeah, involved. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. she really keen, yeah. didn't she? Yeah, 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 she's so enthusiastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, and it's unusual in someone quite so young, I think, really. Yeah. Because everybody sort of lives in their own little bubble, don't they? Oh well, maybe she can get something organised for <laughs> you in a BD town. We live in Idle, you see, and yeah. there's nobody there, so we're going to... Well, it's getting more people involved, isn't yeah, it, like it is she amazing. did, really? Yeah, it is amazing. Once you've been, it's amazing. Yeah. You talk to people, but people talk. Right. Well, we'd be going to that restaurant this morning, and sat there with the group nature. Yeah. yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, you think, unlike Sue said, I think you'd thought of as a bit odd if you start chatting to yeah. somebody. Yes, yes. You know, the thing, you know, yeah. budge up a bit, you know. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, hopefully they might see you on some other tours then, if we yeah, can get some organised. Yeah, we're out tomorrow, we're out tomorrow. Well, how are you going to Keighley tomorrow? Keighley. Oh, that'd be nice. It's okay, it's been good, thank you. It's been lovely. Good. Yeah, I'll see you on Thursday. We're now going to jump to BD13 and Thornton with Yvonne Carmichael of South Square and Becky Warden of the Thornton Community Centre. On a very windy Thursday, we visited the birthplace of the Brontes, now Italian-owned Cafe Emily's, the Thornton Community Centre, the famous viaduct, and then on to the South Square Arts Centre. Renovated from a square of workers' cottages to an arts centre at the heart of the community, providing workshops, creative classes, everything from yoga, knitting to proofreading, and a brand new bar, The Watchmaker. We finished off with tea and cakes and a chat in the Plenty on the Square cafe. Emily's is two houses, this house and this house. It was a museum for a long time that closed down. The council didn't want it, the passage didn't want it. This um, Thornton-based Italian family purchased it, they live in it, and then they've got a lovely, super lovely Italian cafe, doing cannolis, pizzas, um, ciabattas. They all, all four of them bought it. Yes. Yeah. It's obviously like Howarth is, you know, also in the Bradford district, is more famous for the Bronte connection, but I think one of the things that South Square's really worked hard at is kind of reclaiming that a little bit yeah. because you know it's this is the staff yeah and they were people yeah. like they moved around yeah. Yeah. so and i think it's really it's a really interesting thing for the whole of Bradford district to think about that legacy because there's some really exciting stuff about you know the birth of feminism and mm. these times they really wrote about poverty and i think really they were really stuff. sort of it really gritty and radical as writers you know they get compared to Jane Austen a lot and that really annoys me because they're not it's not the same <laughs> that's Bradford so what we've been doing is a lot of work with schools people or young women that live in Thornton and thinking about the Brontes and who the next generation of Bronte sisters are and so we're not trying to compete with what the parents <coughs> are doing in terms of we're not a museum we don't have a collection but we can think about the Brontes and how inspiring it was that they went on and you know wrote books and well, that's a percent of men exactly yeah yeah exactly so we'll head on down market street and um follow back in yeah oh, this is uh it's well 12 interconnected workers cottages we've got here they're built oh. in 1832 um it, it, it's quite a rare survival in terms of having a courtyard housing like this so saying um before that the examples I've seen have often been a lot more sort of highfalutin, like great long-listed, sort of stately home type things. So in terms of having this sort of working class history, I don't feel like there's there's any others that sort of manage. Yeah. There were workers' cottages, so the bar that we've got here, the watchmaker, that was a watchmaker's workshop. 
There's also textiles, weavers, boot makers. Um, now we've got vegetarian cafe, 14 artist studios, galleries, and community space. So we'll have a bit of a maybe we'll do that. And then you're rewarded with coffee and cake. <laughs> <laughs> Keep on like moving it on out. <laughs> 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 and then, so if we go through to the main gallery here, this would have been a house. So yeah. underneath here, here, and here. So these three rooms. We've done the sort of research in terms of the poverty line in Bradford and where that stood in the Industrial Revolution when the mills were open. I think obviously Bradford city centre was really, really bad. There was a lot of people living in the same space. The, these houses, it was actually considered at that time, it was just above the poverty line. So I think in comparison, it's sort of similar to it's Solterre. It's very, very luxurious, especially having your toilet block and there was a washroom downstairs in the basement. So yeah, these were really quite nice places to live, I think, in comparison to Bradford. Um, so yeah, this is the main gallery, and this is a lot of work all inspired by Anne Bronte. So she's the eldest, most interesting Bronte. Um, and so we've done a lot of work with the schools. Um, so yeah, can have a look through. Oh. I think what's really interesting for, for the Brit Box and kind of organising these bus trips is how how many people have been interested mm. in coming because actually we all know that Bradford can be quite an interesting and magical place and you don't necessarily go to the places that you haven't been to before and so it's so nice when someone says oh I can I can show off my favorite bit so having these local hosts has been really good we don't know enough about our own yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. When you go on holiday, don't go on holiday into Bradford. You go on holiday away, don't you? Yeah. Nobody thinks to come here. Mm. It's people from outside who need to see it. Exactly. But we need to see it. We need, we need yeah, to yeah. know what we're yeah. selling, don't we? Yeah. Exactly. exactly. And have pride in it, yeah. So I moved to Bradford three years ago. I definitely treated it like, right, I've moved to a new city. I'm going to go to all these places that I didn't have any preconceptions about. Do you think we've improved over the last three years? Yeah, and I think people feel like it's improved, and people are like, oh, there's something. It just feels like there's something's happening. In the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And rightly so, you know, people have been working really hard to make it feel like that. Yeah. Thank you so much to Yvonne and Becky for hosting us. This is the the end of the official tour. I'm, I'm going to be catching the bus back to town. Yeah. 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 Thanks to the Brickbox ladies, Rosie, Eleanor and Kate, and our local guides for organising the BD bus tours. It was a great way to explore those parts of the city that you don't necessarily get to, and on a bus too. The bus was important. It got people talking, giving it a school trip, proper day out feel. It would be fantastic if we could arrange some more as part of the City of Culture bid. Perhaps listeners of this podcast could suggest some hidden gems in Bradford that deserve a visit. And look out for more Bradford tours on future episodes of Know Your Place Bradford.